Have you been thinking about starting a podcast but aren't sure where to start? I have to tell you about Anchor. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but with literally one click, they distribute your podcast to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more so you can reach more listeners. They make it so easy. It was a no-brainer for us. Try it out. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work because business is personal. And now, today's story. Well, hello, everyone. This is Don Harkey from People Centric, and I want to tell a little story that I've told a little bit before. So if you're a longtime listener to this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about the one job that I hated the most. And it was a long time ago, and I'm not going to say what company it was uh, or where it was or anything like that, but I really, I mean, I hated this job. I hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. And I went, I was, I'd been searching for another job and I got my next job and was super excited about it and thought about how I could go into my boss and quit. Uh, So everybody likes a good quitting story, right? I'm going to march into the boss and I'm going to tell them what I think about them and all that kind of stuff. But I had something that was there that I did have a boss that was for this company for a previous job that I had with the same company that was still there that I really respected. So I, something in me kind of said, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, burn the ships as I leave kind of thing. I want to do this the right way. I want to, I don't want to tick this guy off. So I had a lot of respect for him. So I went in and I just really considered, you know, what do they need? And I actually, when I quit, I just said, thanks for the opportunity to work here. I've taken on this other position. I really want to help you in terms of the transition. Uh, I know it's going to take a while for you to fill the next position. So, I mean, I'm offering you up to six weeks for me working. Like most people don't give six weeks of notice. You know, I gave six weeks of notice uh, to the company. Um, you know, the, 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 the boss that I had who I really didn't like was like, he, his, his initial response was, I'm going to walk you out right now to wait here. I'm going to go get your paperwork and stuff. Uh, so it almost turned out badly for me. But then my, his boss, who was my ex-boss, jumped in the middle of it and said, no, if he's offering to work six weeks, you need his help. So what ended up happening was over the course of the next six weeks, um, I just leaned in and I worked doubly hard. I leaned in, I helped them with some processes that I was working on. They had a new startup that they were working on. I did all these things that just really tried to make sure I left it in the right way. Uh, part of my mind was like, I really want to help the company, even though I didn't feel like they had helped me very much. Uh, part of my mind said, honestly, was a little bit of like, you know, you messed me over. I'm going to make you miss me now. <laughs> Uh, just to be honest about it, like I'm going to, you know, and the day before my last day, uh, my boss called me to the office. And they made me a counter offer to try to stay. Like it went from like, I'm going to walk you out to like, no, I want you to stay and we're going to promote you and we'll change some of the things that you wanted to change and all those things. And I was like, well, thank you, but I'm still leaving. You know, I really appreciate it and everything, but I've always thought that the way I left that job, I'm proud of that. Like I haven't always done that, but when I left that job, I was proud of it. And I felt like some of the scars from that job kind of healed more quickly because of the way I left, uh, because I can look back at it. And I was proud of the way I handled myself. So I think we, we talked about this a little bit as a team and thought this would be a good topic today. Like, when do you exit a company? When do you quit? When's a good time to quit? How do you quit? Uh, so that's what we want to talk about today on our podcast. So we're, I'm going to turn it over to our host, the Mr. Matt Griswold. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, don't we have some sort of a track that 
gives like an ovation or something like that no, nothing we don't. <laughs> <laughs> lame uh, low budget production here low budget okay so you know don uh, this is this is an interesting topic talking about how to exit and then how to exit well and i think a lot of times it takes us a while to get to that exit well part sometimes when we make the decision that we are ready to leave a job we are making that as an emotion-based decision in fact i think we do that most of the time Something has happened. I have made the decision, maybe irrationally, that I'm about to leave. Um, and so, you know, being able to get to the mindset of, wait a second, uh, instead of I'm just leaving, uh, how do I do this well? I think this is a, one of those, I don't know, leadership mature topics uh, for, uh, for us to be able to consider. But foundationally, let's make, let's build the case, right? So I'm going to pose this to you all. We get the opportunity to work with lots of different uh, companies across the country and lots of many different types of companies across the country as well. Why do people exit jobs? What, what are the things that drive people to want to leave in the first place? Maybe, and, we're, and I want you to think about this, maybe off of the past experiences that we've had, but also considering the people that are listening to this podcast now driving to work and maybe they're going to a job that they just can't imagine that they are they promised themselves they would not be doing this a while ago and here we are like what are some of the reasons that we've seen that people exit jobs it's not what they thought it would be okay so maybe it's not what they got in and it wasn't as as described okay I think there are a lot of reasons that people leave and they're like the generic reasons like, oh, I didn't, I don't make enough money or I didn't like my manager or whatever. Um, but I think when I see it the most is when people are misaligned with their leadership or the direction of the company. And I think that's when it shows itself the most. All right. So let's, let's back up and we're going to take a time out here just a second because Diana, just dropped a very consultant phrase that we used quite a bit, right? So whenever they are misaligned with the direction and some people might be going, what, what does that mean? What does misaligned mean? So what does misaligned mean? And what does misaligned look like? You know, because this is actually gonna lead us into the next question, which is when do we know it's time? So, so why do people exit? Because they're misaligned, but what does misalignment look like? Which might lead us to understand, okay, now I know it's time. So I do have a story about it. Great. Uh, yeah, I mean, we see this all the time. So I have a story about it. There was one time that this employee was, I forget what role this person was in the company, but she was a manager and she was trying to do things like install new technology and allow people to have flexible schedules. But management above her was staunchly against everything she was trying to do. And she kept saying things like, this is good for us and we need this and I want this. But then management was like, no, no, I don't want that. And we don't like that. And we love that people come into the office every day and work from eight to five. And we like the fact that they can't access this technology at home. We have security things, right? And so the more she pushed to change the company, the more pushback she got. And she kept saying like, but I'm trying to do the right thing. And she was, but it wasn't what the company wanted. And so she had the best intent but it wasn't ever going to work. So misalignment, meaning uh, management wants to go this way, but the employees are going, no, 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 I think we can go, think we can go this way. And I think maybe maybe to summarize that, that's that's an example of, of an employee trying to do their best to problem solve or be better, but it feels like maybe a lack of supportive leadership for the for you know for their for their direction. They feel like they're not able to be as good as they could potentially be. I think that's that's a good one. What else? Any other ideas? Do what? that they just want different things. And that happens all the time. And it's not always like Diana said, it's not always bad. It's just 
okay, this is the way that I think it should go. And this is the way the company wants, you know, wants it to go. And there's not enough, there's not enough on my team, so to speak, to make it change. And so I can either stay and be okay with that, that way of doing things, or I can leave and, and feel good that, that I made the right decision. So yeah, I think a healthy culture invites that conversation, but ultimately at the end of the day, it's not the employee's job to change the direction of the leadership. And sometimes we struggle with that as an employee too. You know, we, I think we're doing a disservice if we don't at least bring it up or raise the flag or have the conversation. But at the end of the day, if the direction of leadership is to go this way, then now you have choices to make, right? Now I, I can choose to continue to work here or I, I can choose not to continue to work there. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. Don? Matt, normally you can, you can't hear the people on the other end of the podcast. Normally we can't hear them, but I literally just heard them after you said that, like you said, you know, it's not your job to change leadership, right? It's not your job to change the company on that. And I heard 10 people listening to the podcast who are employees who are frustrated with their companies go, but what if they're wrong? Yeah. <laughs> what if they're not doing the right things? What if I'm doing the right things? What if I'm going yeah. the right direction? Uh, it's really not. That's why we talk as consultants about misalignment. You notice we're not talking about right or wrong. It's not really the right or wrong that's the problem. The company might be going the wrong direction. You may want it to go the right direction. The point is that the company is going to be consistently heading that direction. You want to go a different direction. It's not what you expected. It's not what yeah. you wanted. I think that's a good clarification. You know, we're not talking about right or wrong. We're, you, you might be totally right. You might do wonderful things. Maybe just not there. Uh, maybe just not there because the direction is, is, is going a different, a different way. In high school, I worked for a telemarketing company for six days and, uh, I ended up quitting the job, but I got into the point, like I got into it. First of all, it was a terrible job. I hated it. I mean, there's people that do that for a long time, but I hated it. I was, I was on the phone taking inbound calls, selling all kinds of stuff on the phone. And I always thought like I went into it with my mindset. My mindset was like, this is all about customer service. And that's kind of what they train you on. But when you get into the job itself, it's not all about customer service. They call it, it's about capturing the information and getting off the phone as quickly as possible so you can get the next one. It's all about volume. So every time I did anything that was customer service-y was when I would also kind of get in trouble and the supervisor would step in and say like, you spent too long on that conversation or you didn't need to give them that information or you're never going to sell anything. You just needed to get off that call. And I would just fight like, oh, that's awful. Like, that's terrible. This company shouldn't do it that way. And, you know, I'm one of thousands of employees inside of this company. Like, they're not going to listen to me. So it's like, that's, that's misalignment. Like, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Yeah. You can imagine corporate headquarters at that time going, sir, we have a Mr. Don Harkey states <laughs> removed on the bottom level. He's saying our company direction is completely wrong. We should change it immediately. <laughs> Mobilize yeah, yeah. leadership team. Let's bring him up here. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's find out what's you're happening. Like, right. What? We had no idea. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. It's not about customer service. Yeah. So, and that, that was, you know, if the original question is, okay, so when do we know it's time? Diana mentioned, well, when we, we become misaligned and those are maybe some po more positive examples of what misalignment looks like. You're trying to do good things, but they're trying to go a different direction. What else can misalignment look like though? Like how else do I know that it's time to make that decision? I think beyond the misalignment, like it could be not misalignment with direction of the company, but it could be misalignment with your direction in your career versus like where the company's taking you. So like I, I've seen people before who like they have a passion for like I work for a for-profit company and I've got a passion for nonprofit and helping people in something or, you know, thinks I'm really a, I'm a business coach and consultant, but I really want to dance. 
Um, just a ran random example there. But if, if so at some point, if somebody really wants to dance, then and there's not dancing available at the consulting company, that's misaligned. Like they're not going to find a place to dance in the consulting company. Yeah. So, so they move on to that. Now, uh, now Matt does, <laughs> Matt, if you can't see Matt right now, he's actually showing us his dancing trophy because Matt has one. Yeah, you could always just join a local fundraiser and uh, do dancing like that if you want to do There's ways. There are ways. I'm just going to interject for a second. Two people on this call are business consultants and would rather be stand-up comics. I'm <laughs> I am adamant that that is a thing two and that two people on this call. But and Diana, we successfully integrate it into the work on a day-to-day -day yeah, basis. Why can't that be both the same thing? Successfully yeah. is a loose term. You do integrate <laughs> All right, so let me reel this back in. Another way that I also know that maybe it's time to go is, uh, you know, this this misalignment, and I'm using that word broadly now, but this misalignment can lead to, man, burnout, stress, fatigue, anxiety. I feel like I don't have a voice. I feel undervalued. I feel depreciated. Mm -hmm. um, you know, th those types of things. I feel like, man, I've been doing the same thing over and over again, and I don't even know why I keep doing this. Um, I told myself I was going to quit doing this a while ago. Uh, and you don't really have an opportunity to promote or, or maybe the mobility just isn't, uh, is, I just, I just had a meeting with another organization here earlier, uh, earlier this afternoon. And, and one of the concerns for career development was like, where are you going? Like, there's nowhere to go unless somebody dies or retires. Like there's nowhere to go. That was the conversation they were, the conversation they were having. So sometimes it is maybe in the best interest for you to make a decision and to exit. So let's, Let's kind of go here and take this opportunity to switch gears saying, okay, so different reasons people lose or, or want to leave their jobs. Um, there's different little indicators that say, you know what, it's just time. It's just time. My chapter here is, is complete. Let's go ahead and, and I'm looking for other opportunities now, maybe in the same industry, maybe in different industries. But let's now you know, transition to this whole idea of I made the decision, now how do I do it well? Uh, maybe you're sitting there listening to this podcast and you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I'd have had this talk years ago because I left that one job and it was awful. I took everybody with me. You know, I was, I was such an important and valuable leader that 50% of the company followed me out the door. And then you have to ask yourself, were you that valuable though? Like, were you effective as a leader? I don't, I don't know. So we, we, Diana, what were you going to say? Why would you, I, I, am mean when I'm a business consultant and I tell everybody like you're replaceable and I know nobody wants to hear that but let me just tell you the company survived before you it will survive after you no company we've ever worked with has folded because one person left take the emotion out of it and figure out how to transition well yeah so if you'd like to submit applications to work with people centric and Diana royalty <laughs> take this off so you find it's us online so fun here oh. really you're replaceable yeah. but it's fun <laughs> yeah good I, like I understand. Tough love. yeah tough love. To I understand what you're saying <laughs> That's great. all right so we've made the decision to leave now how do we do well let's talk about it from an employee's perspective here what are some things that i maybe need to think about as an employee if i want to uh you know make the decision to leave but i want to leave well what are some things that as an employee i need to consider and we can start maybe you know in don's perspective even though he didn't start he wanted to start by proving a point of how you know how how knowledgeable i am and i want to make sure that you're going to miss me there but what are some other things that we could think of that man what are, what do i need to do to to leave them well as an employee i think you have to think about the relationships you're going to have long term um i think you have to think about a little bit of like references um, 
you know, there's references and unofficial references today, just like it's easier than ever for employees to check out companies before they go work for them. It's also easier than ever for companies to check out employees because you can go on, you can find out who do they know and you can kind of do some background unofficial checks on people. So companies are often to do that. So before you go to quit a job or you go to storm into your boss's office and tell them all the things that you think that were wrong with the company and how bad they are, even though now you know you have the least ability to change anything, by the way, like the person leaving is the least impactful person. You know, you don't burn those bridges because those will come back to haunt you. I, th I think also once we get past the emotional part there that Bethany kind of highlighted and Don had started off with, once we get past the emotional part, and we're thinking about those relationships too. Ultimately, man, if I want to categorize myself as I was, I was a good employee, even if we're making the decision because you know what, forget this place, I'm too, I'm too good for this. Like ultimately, take a breath. But ultimately, they gave me an opportunity. It didn't work out for whatever reason. I should want the company to succeed. And I think if that helps frame our mindset, okay, so if I want them to succeed, what are some things that I could do, can do? And I think one of those things that we can do is speak well of the company. Uh, and I think speak well of the company, not only internally, but externally too. It's easy to go and say, yeah, I work there. And how often do we have that, right? Right. So speaking well of that organization externally, but also to those peers as you're leaving, you can set quite the precedence by just um, not getting into the drama of that, you know, with your team, if they're going, hey, why are you leaving? This is, you, you've been here a long time. Uh, just if, if step one, I think of leaving an organization well is speak well of that company that has given you the opportunity, no matter how badly burned the bridge might be now. So in addition to speaking well, internally and externally, Don, do you have other thoughts there? I mean, I think that you, I think a lot of this, the mindset is you have to recognize once you're leaving that that's, you're not going to change anything. Like you're not, you're not leading a revolution by your quitting. Like you're not going to go send, I didn't leave that telemarketing company and they, you know, well, wow, boy, we've learned our lesson here. You know, we're going to move on. Like we work with a lot of companies and when people quit, uh, even really good employees, they, they're focused on like, okay, what's next? What are we going to do next? Uh, a lot of times it's not like what, what lessons were they trying to teach us that we need to go through and learn? Um, some companies do an exit interview, which we encourage people to do because you do learn some of that. But I mean, we really try to train companies like don't wait till the exit interview to learn those things. So if you didn't, if you didn't get it while they were there, they're probably not going to get it when you're leaving. So I think don't try to change it. Like, I think just get out of that mindset. Like at that point, just be thankful for the, the thankful for the things that you could be thankful for find that and then get in that mindset. And then the mindset can be like, how do I leave the right way? So I don't burn bridges. And then mostly, so you feel good about it. Um, sometimes we get people that apply for jobs with us as consultants, because we work with companies who are some companies who are broken, some companies who are growing in those different areas, but they see us as consultants who work with people who are broken as an outsider. Sometimes we get people who apply for jobs who are like, I've worked for so many bad employers and they're all terrible. And so I quit all of those jobs and now I want to come work for you so that I can go into those darn companies and fix all of them. Like, that's not good. Like we don't hire people who come in with that mindset. Like that's, that's, that's a bad mindset to have. Uh, the common ground, if you keep quitting jobs, like if you've quit multiple jobs, like in a row because of short succession jobs, uh, and, and, and because you keep being misaligned, it, it, the common denominator there is you. Uh, you might be thinking about this wrong way. So, I mean, there, there, there might be something that's wrong. It may not just be the company. It's often you. In fact, very seldom can I think of somebody who goes to quit where it's not mutually, there's something that both sides aren't doing per, like right. You know, 
sometimes it's both sides are doing everything right and somebody leaves that can happen but a lot of times if somebody quits because there's misalignment or something that happens over time i think both sides are often to blame a little bit for it don i feel like you just dropped a a truth bomb there because (laughs) saying that you are probably the common denominator if you're the one that keeps leaving i think that's a really good point but also really hard for a lot of people to hear, I think, because I see, you know, we see, we see that often. I feel like just, you know, seeing friends or just people in your lives that, that you see that being done to, or maybe for any of us, we might've felt that way too of, of, okay, it doesn't work out and they were wrong. And, um, but I'm the, I'm the one that's always leaving, um, and being able to really identify that like, oh, maybe it's actually me. (laughs) Maybe but, it's not always the other people. Yeah, and I think yeah. that I think another thing that I notice in that realm is that the longer I get in my career, the, yeah. aka the older I get, the more <laughs> I recognize how time plays a factor into your job. Yeah, so like we talk about like misalignment, like when is it time to quit and everything. I think that answer mm-hmm. is very different. Like twenty-three-year-old Don was really frustrated. That job that I talked about that I really hated, that I was really misaligned in, that I went searching for jobs in, I was in that job for about nine months. Yeah. Like that's not very long. Like that's really not very long. And I'll bet they Mm -hmm. were a little surprised when I like left. I think they knew I was in a bad situation. And, you know, when I went to leave, they did do an exit interview and they said, we were a little surprised you left because we were about to promote you to a management role and we were going to move you up and and give you everything you asked for. It's just like, we were heading that direction. Uh, now they never communicated that. Like I had no idea that that was coming, but to them, like, like nine months was no time. Like it was like, you just got here uh, to a 23 year old. Nine months is forever. Like it's my half my career. I've been here. What's going on? Like, why does it take so long? I think, so I would be a little bit cautious about the misalignment is like, don't, you might have a bad week or a bad month or a bad situation or something that's working through that, you know, be careful about how quickly you pull the trigger. Like, are you really fundamentally misaligned with the whole company? And it's time for you to leave. Some of those situations kind of work themselves out and they're worth kind of riding through. So I just wanted to offer that. If you if you're leaving from job to job to job to job to job to job, one of the most common things is I think people don't give it enough time. The second it gets bad, they jump. And that, that's a mistake. Yeah, not not good to make an emotional decision at that time for sure. Speaking of the organization well, leaving them well, I think I think also speaks to the idea of leadership and influence. I, you are still influencing people until you are no longer there. Uh, what influence do you want to have on those people? Uh, even if you're not doing it for the company or you know do it for the people there, your peers. A lot of times, the people that are leaving, uh, they'll actually say that you know what I like the people that I work with. My team was pretty good. Uh, even if they're frustrated at leadership, they'll talk about how much they like their team. So do it for the team. Leave, leave, leave them well. Don't influence them negatively as they're going. What about if we were to say, okay, so for, from a managerial perspective, I have an employee that is about to leave. What are some things that I need to consider as my employee? Maybe after, you know, Don, you talked about leadership was a little shocked that you had, that you had put that in. And the first one wanted to just walk you out. What are some of those things that we could consider as a manager? What do I need to be considering um, you know, as far as my employee exiting well. So you're talking about like, so I'm a manager and my employee is going to exit. Right. I think you really have to take that into context. Um, th- these are moments where I think companies can get a little too HRE, if you know what I mean. So like, like so and, and the HR people listening to me, like, forgive me for just a second, right? Like we like to like, sometimes if, if you're thinking legalistically, there's certain standards that you want to put into an organization to protect your organization that can, 
that can help you. But a lot of times when companies fall into problems with employees, it's because they don't treat them very well. So I think there's a lot of context of why is that employee leaving? What's creating that in terms of how you handle that? There are employees that if they came to you and quit that you may just want to walk out in that moment. But I think those are extreme circumstances. I think that's somebody that you probably were thinking about firing any second, you know, if they, if yeah. they just happen to beat you to it. Like I was just getting ready to fire you and then they quit. It's like, okay, uh, well, let's go, you know, or the way that they quit might like temper a little bit about like, well, what does that look like in terms of what their last days there are? Um, but I think as a manager, I think you also want to take the high road, just like the employee does. I don't think it's a time to go back and like, that's not the time to go back and fix everything with the employee and say, well, what, where did you go wrong and what happened? I think that's a mistake that a lot of managers make. I think another one, and Diana, I know you're, you and I talk about this one a lot, is sometimes we'll see the manager like beg the employee to stay and just like absolutely like, no, 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 you have to stay. And they'll start to do things like, I'm going to give you like big raises or I'm going to give you title changes or I'll give you whatever you want. And they kind of, they, but they don't address like the fundamental misalignment, the thing that's creating, making the employee leave. All that does is if you're successful with it is you've trapped the employee there who's already misaligned. And, you know, another word for a misaligned employee is a toxic employee. So even though they may be great or they may have done great things for you, or they may be really good at their job, culturally, internally, if they're misaligned with you, it's bad for the company. So sometimes the best thing you can do when an employee is going to leave is just love on them and say, thanks a lot for your time here. I really appreciate it. What can we do for you moving forward? Uh, how can we set it up the last few days? Uh, all that stuff. And I think you just just take the high road on it and leave, leave them well. Great. Other thoughts, Diana? I'm just going to add to that a little bit. I do think that there should be some process in place for offboarding an employee, right? There, the HR stuff is important. I'm the HR person, so I get that. But I love it when you can put the human back in human resources and just sort of treat them really well and show them that they were appreciated. Because even if they messed up and they became toxic and they rallied the troops against them for a little bit, you hired them to do a job and they did that job and they're there and you need to acknowledge that a little bit and just show that you're appreciative that they chose to work for you. Yeah. All right. So I, I want to add a couple of different things that maybe we've seen as well. Something for a manager to consider to allow the employee to leave. Well, I'm thinking about two things, right? My mind is a little bit divided. I'm not only thinking about that, uh, about that employee uh, leaving well, but I'm also thinking about that team or my department. Uh, structurally, what gaps need to be filled because this employee is leaving? Um, and how often do we see this? There was never really any training material. So they're training off of somebody else's, you know, that, that person has, has been doing the job maybe for a while, maybe for years, and the entire quote unquote training manual now is in their brains. Uh, and they don't know. So what gaps are we about to lose? How do I set something up well enough to be able to retain the information from their minds and help write that down so I can then train the next person if we are if we are filling that position so as a manager yes i think don you know don had touched on it let's love on them and and encourage them thank you for their the, for their time and but on the other hand um at the same time uh man i need to think structurally too are we set up well organizationally what does that look like hierarchy what does that look like are we ready to hire the next person or maybe maybe the gut reaction and i don't know if this is if you want to go here but maybe the gut reaction is i immediately need to replace that person and you might not have to it might be a good time to reevaluate and say, what, what role do we need 
to then replace. And that might be a whole nother podcast, you know, of organizational design stuff there. But, but, but again, you might be trying to put out the immediate fire and, oh man, I need to put that new person in place, but it might, it might not be them at all. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think another thing to think about too, as a manager is when an employee leaves, you know, and you find out why they leave. One of the things that you could ask yourself is, was it necessary? Was the misalignment necessary? Because sometimes when an employee leaves is the first time management might be aware of like there's that the employee was feeling something and it might've been a simple fix. I've seen it before where like an employee leaves because of, of something that was not, that would have been easily changed. Like it wasn't a big deal to change it. Like it could have been really, and they never had the conversation, which is why in the lesson learned from that managers is what we also talk about are the, the reason that managers, you need to talk to your employees from time to time and find out how they're doing and what they're thinking. You need to have those conversations. You may not know what you're going to talk about, working with a group of contractors and they were talking about they're they're implementing a system where their managers are talking to their employees on a regular basis uh, just to have conversations about their career and the number one feedback we're hearing from them and they they were a little bit resistant to doing them they're like i don't understand why we have to have these conversations i don't know what we're going to talk about but the number one thing we're hearing back is 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 that their employees are bringing them stuff that they had no idea about Uh, sometimes they could be like family things that they're worried or struggled with that if the company could help them, that that the company is able to help them with, or maybe it's that they would like to get a different job and they would just like to get trained in it. And so they could offer that training. It's opening up opportunities, I think, for the managers to be able to help the employee and get more aligned and, and reduce the chance of that employee leaving. So sometimes when an employee exits, there are lessons to be learned from the manager's perspective on what the manager could have done differently. If you're yeah. surprised when an employee leaves by why, a, why an employee left, I think that's a failure. Uh, and that's not always a failure. Some employees just won't share. Some employees are just very tight-lipped about it, but I, I, I look at that as a failure as a manager. Great. It's funny to say great after that comment, but I thought it was, it was a great yeah, insight. It's not great, Matt. It's a failure as a manager. <laughs> it's That's a failure. Not great. Fantastic. Great. Um, <laughs> Good job. Well, what you were talking about earlier, just kind of, you were talking a little bit about processes and making sure that, you know, those things are passed down or is it all in your head or, and you're going to leave now. And, you know, I think that's something that we work with people on a a lot is just making sure that that doesn't happen for one thing. Um, And it depends on the situation that, that you are in with quitting. You know, we talk, we also work with a lot of people on succession planning and um, leaving that way. So that's a, that's quitting often, but it's in a little bit of a different situation and a different perspective. And I think that that's still a great opportunity um, whenever you're succession planning to, well, one, to do that. So if you're, if you're at the end of your career and you're thinking about, I need somebody to, um, we need to get somebody ready for this position, but maybe it's not even at the end of your career. Maybe it's just you know, maybe it's just that I have to move on from this position for whatever reason, but I know that that's in the future. And, and, and I've already communicated with my organization about it, with my team about it. Um, and I want to get somebody in here who's going to take this on really well. Um, how can I help support and train this person potentially um, early? And then also, yeah, just making sure that stuff is down, those, those processes are down on paper. I did not ask um, for this permission but my sister-in-law, um, she just ended her career, uh, not ended her career. That sounds really like awful, but her career <laughs> she, is she over. Ended it's over. her current career, you know, her current career. And now she, and she decided that she wanted to stay home um, and be a stay home mom. She just had a, a little girl just not that long ago. And she has two little ones. 
um, that are under the age of three. And that was just a decision, you know, that she was happy to make for her family, but she had been working for this company for a really long time. Um, and so she wanted to make sure that she did leave well and made sure that she could help support the next person that was coming into that position and helping train them. And she spent a lot of this last month just making sure that some processes were down on paper and projects were finished and all of those things. Um, and I and I believe that she left on really good terms and that people really appreciated, you know, her work um, and her time at the company. And so um, I think for her, it was there's no regret. So I think if as much as you can, um, if you can communicate about about, you know, what your plans are for the future and um, helping prepare the company and the next person that's coming into that position, um, I think that's a really good thing. So. Yeah, and I think that touches back on the story that Don told when he said, you know, when I left that, I worked even harder and I tried to set them up really well. Managers remember that and your past employers remember that when you have done as much work as you can to set the next person up well. We had an employee leave our company not too long ago. And when she left, she handed me a binder and just said like, this is all the processes that I could think of to write down so that you wouldn't have to figure out how I did my job. And it was, it was amazing. And I still refer back to it. And I think I will for many years to come. She did a really good job of just saying, I know I'm leaving. I know you don't have a replacement for me, but here's the work that you might need. And here's some information that you might want to have. And when that next person comes on, here's what it is. And she didn't leave on this term of like, well, you didn't capture this while I was here too bad. I'm the only person that can do this. See you later. She really did say, I want this to be successful for the next person. I know I'm not going to be here anymore, but thanks for letting me grow and change. And here's, here's what I'm going to do next. So it was a wonderful exit. And I, those things really stick around for a long time and have a big impact. Yeah. Great illustration of, of, and maybe that's a great wrap up, right? That's a great illustration of an employee choosing to leave and choosing to leave well. And then the manager allowing that employee to leave with grace at the same time too. So good. So let's go around the table here. And uh, what is your quick tip here uh, for, you know, allowing employees to leave well, or if I am the employee, uh, the tip on how to leave well, Diana, start us off. So my quick tip is something that Don touched on. It's have a conversation before you are to the point where you want to leave. Have the tough conversation, ask the manager the tough questions and make sure it really is a misalignment and something that isn't fixable or you're not able to grow or whatever. Like make sure before you jump off and before you get angry, have the tough conversation. Yeah, that's great. And we say that, I mean, we, we say that advice um, all the time to people. We, we give that advice all the time to people is to, to have the conversation. Sometimes, you know, uh, leadership doesn't, doesn't make it a safe environment to be able to have those conversations. And Don talked about that might be a potential failure on leadership's part, but having that conversation, at least give your opportunity to put your best foot forward before you make a decision, you know, especially emotionally. Good. Bethany? Take care of those relationships for lack of a better way to put it, but just care for those relationships that you had within the organization, knowing that hopefully they can be not only great referrals, like not that it's just a, a selfish thing in that way, but but if you are leaving on terms that that you know, like there's no way they would give me a good referral, then I think you're doing it wrong. So I think making sure that you um, are just maintaining those relationships and not burning those bridges 
and um, trying to be helpful and speaking well of them. Good. Thanks, Don. I think whenever you leave a company, anytime you quit a job, you're leaving for selfish reasons. You're leaving for yourself. Like, and I'm not, I don't mean that negatively. I just mean that that's the way you're leaving that. So I guess my advice would be to leave it well for selfish reasons. Like leave, leave the job in a way that you're going to feel good about. Um, I think about the, I like the office and there was the episode where Pam gets upset with Michael and Michael says, you can slap me. And so they meet out in the parking lot and she, he lets her slap him. And afterwards, Jim asks her, like, do you feel better? And she's like, no, I don't. You were right. Um, like when you leave a job, don't leave. If you leave and you try to slap the employer, you try to hit them with something or even, I mean, I've, we've seen it even to the point where people are going to sue them or something like that. I mean, a lot, most of the time, that's just like, you're trying to get revenge. It's like, you're, it's not going to be good for you. It, most of the time, it's just not good for you. I think if you leave it well, if you leave the way I talked about in my initial story or the stories that you've heard here, where you take care of things, you take care of the relationships. Uh, I think you leave that job well. I think you just feel better about yourself long-term. I think that's, that's, and I think that's a selfish thing to do. And I think it's a good thing to do. Right. I, I think my tip is going to be from the managerial perspective. You know, we're talking about how to leave well, and we're, we're considering these things as, as employees, but from the managerial perspective, once, you know, we're, we're encouraging the employee not to make an emotional decision to, to choose to walk away. I also encourage you as a manager not to make the emotional decision of, of maybe, maybe lashing out or, or uh, not being able to give them the opportunity to leave gracefully. I think we, we love on them. Like Don said, we gather the information from them. We, we, we send them off well. We, we do our best. You know, we're still marketing for you, you as a manager are still the brand of that company. You're still marketing for that company. How did you let them leave? Um, that will be the walking billboard that that employee leaves with. Uh, that is the last touch. And so as far as branding for your organization, just another motivation to let them leave well. So hope you enjoyed it. One of the next topics that we talked about doing is actually from the other side of this perspective too, the firing part. How do I go through that part? Not, you know, we just talked about encouraging to let them leave. Well, what if it's not their decision? And I, as a manager or a leader, need to make that decision for them. What does that look like? And that'll be upcoming. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening today. The More Than Work podcast is produced by People-Centric Consulting Group, a consulting firm that believes people should be put at the center of every organization. If you have a topic you want our team of experts to address, feel free to contact us at morethanworkpodcast at peopleccg.com. You can also learn more about us by visiting our website at www.peoplecentric.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back next week to give you practical advice that you can use to improve your work. In the meantime, lead well.